superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Three in the air. It's good. Throws it down with two hands. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I cannot stand one shot anymore. Lucas hit it from the right side. This is so unlike you, Rich. You're so positive and sentimental and optimistic. Call me sappy. You can do it. My school losing by one wasn't a shining moment for me. The moment stunk. Earlier on the show, Baylor head coach Scott Drew, WWE champion Bobby Lashley. Coming up, NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace, plus 76ers president Daryl Morey. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, hour number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. Two hours in, and our third hour is going to be the most packed one that we have, but we'll sneak in some calls with you. 844-204-RICH, number to dial if you want to chat with us you can we're here for you daryl morey the uh lead executive uh grocery shopper of the uh philadelphia 76ers who are now tied atop the eastern conference with the brooklyn nets after dispatching with brockman celtics last night daryl will be on uh this program in the middle of this hour i'm going to be uh interviewing jj watt at his sloan mit conference uh, on a Zoom tomorrow, so I figured let's have Daryl come on and tell me what he wants out of that chat. What does he want? <laughs> and again, I'm not, and the thing I'm genuine. The thing that I'm genuinely concerned about is due to you know this being analytics. If he's concerned that by my third time through the order of questioning, he's going to pull me out. You know, like Blake, like Blake Snell. And so I, I'm just wondering if he's going to have somebody waiting in the wings. And that moment's for me. I'll be honest with you. you know, <laughs> as as me describing it is just yeah, right there. Yeah, you take that time. Right. Uh, but uh, joining us here on the show is one of our favorite guests uh, from the world of NASCAR. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show in his first season as a driver of the 23 DoorDash Toyota Camry for the 2311 racing team of Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. That Michael Jordan is Bubba Wallace. That Bubba Wallace. How are you, Bubba? I'm good, Mr. Rich. How you doing? I am doing better for talking to you. What has it been like to uh, race uh, in this car for this uh, new team so far? Well, a lot of fun, I will say that, and a lot of potential, a lot of growth for us. So all those things, it, it shapes up for an exciting year. I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, especially the next couple races on the schedule, starting at Martinsville this weekend. Going to be a, a great a great outing for us. I have a lot of faith and some good vibes, you know, going into this weekend. So. Beyond excited, but uh, but really just just thankful for the opportunity. You know, without our partners in place, you know, you mentioned DoorDash, uh, you know, Toyota, Dr Pepper, McDonald's, Root. Um, it's it's been it's been a, a crazy whirlwind ever since we announced what in November yep. to where we're at now. We're still playing catch up. But, man, we, we've really been hitting on a lot of good notes, so I'm excited about it. Now, obviously, you know, uh, you had options, and um, obviously, Bubba, you you know, uh, I'd imagine, I, I, so I guess you can't say obviously, I'd imagine, so I, I'll say this, I would imagine when it first uh, passed your ear gate, got into your head, that Michael Jordan would be interested in having you drive for a new team with him and Denny Hamlin, you were kind of, that, that would make you pause for a second. What, what was that like uh, in your conversations with MJ I imagine you've had 
many, uh, if not just a handful of them. What was that like, Bubba? Yeah, well, leading up to to the deal, we we didn't. Uh, I didn't have a conversation with them. It was just mainly with Denny and myself. And uh, Denny was was you know before it was all signed, sealed, and delivered. He was all you know gung ho about it and, and ready to roll. And I just kept trying to tell him, like, "Hey, man, as long as we got to get things signed before I'll get excited and jump on the hype train with you." But ever since it's been signed, it's been a lot of fun. I will never forget you know all the text messages that I got after we did announce. Uh, the one text message that stood out the most was from an unknown number at the time, and it just said, at the end of it, just said MJ. And I'm like, well, there's only one MJ that I know of, so that's my, that's my new boss. So, <laughs> so that, that, was, uh, that was pretty special. So to have him, you know, really in my back pocket, you know, for somebody to talk to and, and whatnot is really, really cool. So what, what might he have, um, uh, has he imparted any sort of uh, competition advice in any way, shape, or form at, at all? Because obviously no, this I is think, a new you know, lane for him. As, as yeah, as big as a fan as he is of the sport, and he'll tell you he's been watching ever since you know, as a kid coming down with his with his father. Uh, he, he loves that story and such a great story of, of how he got hooked into NASCAR. But you know, he's still learning everything. You know, especially from an ownership standpoint and actually having skin in the game. You know, he's learning about everything, and I'm sure he's he's definitely blowing up Denny's phone a lot more. Uh, than mine, uh, just making sure that everything's on track and, and that we're shaped up for success because I think out of both MJ and Denny, those guys don't accept failure, and neither do I. So I'm excited to be where I'm at. You know, we, we always strive to be greater than we were uh, the previous day, and, and you always got to do that you know, no matter what it is in life. So, um, you know, he's, he's all invested. He's all in. Uh, everybody in this organization is all in to uh, continue to grow and make it bigger than what it is. I mean, that's going to be a, a neat thing, too. I mean, um, to, to be honest with you, I mean, the, the, to try and compare notes with you. I mean, I, I helped launch NFL Network, and, and, you know, this show is coming up on seven years. There's nothing more gratifying than starting something new and from scratch that you have, you know, if not physical ownership, mental ownership of, and I'm wondering what that's been like for you, Bubba. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, seeing where everything has, you know, gone throughout my 17 years, 18 years. I don't know, math is hard at times. You know, you know what I just thought about to go sidetrack for a second? Go for it. Now, I know I'm young compared to who I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, man, I just thought about it. I've been 10 years out of school. Geez, that's a long time. So math is math is really hard for me <laughs> right now. Uh, so back, back to where I was. 17 years I've been doing it. Um, you know, the, the ups and downs, the, the trials and tribulations that you go through. Um, and it's not even just me. It's just, you know, whatever you come through in life and whatever you chase is a dream in life. Like, you're, it's, not a, it's not a cakewalk. And that's, that's where you learn and grow as a human being. And, you know, it's funny. That's the way you figure out life is how to, how to navigate through the ups and downs. And so to see where I'm at now uh, is, is really a blessing. You know, I mentioned our partners before, being decked out in Columbia gear, the whole nod. Having, having, having just everybody a part of it, to see where I'm at, having potential in the team, having people that believe in me, you know, it, it's super special. It's 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 an honor. It's humbling. It's 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 a heck of an experience and something that I'll, I'll cherish and continue to uh, stay focused on for as long as I can. Bubba Wallace here on the Rich Eisen Show. Athletes in all sports, team or individual, 
2020 was a unique year to say the least. And unique is you can unpack that word quite a bit. I would have to sit here and say, again, individual team sports, uh, any athlete um, in 2020, you would I'd put you in the top five of journey um, wild. Um, uh, also, um, I would say potentially anxious anxiety. What, what did you learn from mm-hmm. 2020? You said about growing as a person, what, what, your 2020 campaign um, that did end up obviously with you signing with a new team. What, what did you learn about mm-hmm. yourself? Bubba Wallace. That there's no, there's no such thing as pressure anymore. <laughs> Uh, when you have the uh, the weight of the world on your shoulders, and you have basically the, all the eyes in the world watching you, you know, go through all those things, and to still be able to come out and produce really good race results for our team at the time, you know, it just shows people talk about, man, there's got to be so much pressure uh, racing or driving for MJ in the position you're in now. And I said, if you watch last year. This is nothing but a cakewalk now, so I'm all right. <laughs> right. So everything from here on out becomes that just what much more um, easier, for the lack of a better phrase. It just it because you've already yeah, been through. Yeah, I'd say that. You know, I don't exactly know how to put it, but right. I, I mean that's that's the easiest way to put it. I mean, it, it's just <sighs> to be honest with you, Rich. It was it was so much so much going on, like. Like sometimes I, I didn't even you know focus on getting sleep because I was just doing so much. I was just being pulled in so so many different directions. Or you know I would you know sit here and live with my girlfriend and you know forget to say hey to her just just because there was so much mm. that had your mind elsewhere. And it was just like wow. So to be able to navigate through that and people ask what one of my what one of my strengths is, and I say compartmentalizing things. Being able to focus on one thing. If I have 10 things on the schedule, somehow, and I have a race at the end of that schedule, somehow my mind is still ready to go and to be able to produce a result for the race, like compartmentalizing things and not letting things get built up too much. I've crashed. I've had that crashing moment where things have gotten too much, but for the most part, it's been been on the positive side and um you know where do you stand on the subject of mixing uh real world stuff um and 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 sports where where do you now stand having gone through 2020 finding yourself at the forefront of conversations uh about the american flag about um so much and of the i mean the you know the uh the confederate flag i meant obviously and the mm-hmm. and wh- mm-hmm. where do you stand on the subject matter of using your platform to speak about something outside of NASCAR uh, or sports? Where do you stand on that subject? Yeah, well, so I, I've, I've, what I've been saying, we are we are the entertainment. People love to get away from real world problems to turn on football, to turn on baseball, basketball, NASCAR. And they're like, yes, I don't have to deal with whatever problems I have going on for the next three to four hours. I get to watch my favorite athletes perform. Mm -hmm. Well, the athletes are saying, this is our everyday life. And we have real-world problems, too. And if I gain a following from my profession and I say one thing, and that's going to get people to stand up and listen and take – take pride in that and want to be a part of something much greater than themselves, then 
absolutely, I'm going to do that. So this whole mixing politics with sports, it's not politics. It's, again, it's being a human being. It's experiencing what life is thrown at you. Yes, my, my voice carries weight other than Jim Bob down the road here. Like, yeah. Like, that's just, that's how society is. I believe that we are all the same. We put on our pants the same way. We bleed the same way. We cry the same way. But just because I'm an athlete and I drive cars and I'm on television on Sundays means I am, I, means I am already automatically greater than anybody else that's around me, which I don't believe that. I believe no matter what I do, what I say, it's the same as if somebody else said it. But the way society had puts us on this pedestal, um, you know, our voices impact on a much greater level. And I've, I've had to find my way of, of, you know, overstepping boundaries throughout my year and knowing like, oh, okay, this is totally different from thinking that I'm just Bubba Wallace, the guy just, who just happens to be a race car driver on the weekends. No, I'm, I'm the race car driver every day of the week. And, uh, and so using my platform to create, you know, good um, for, for all of us, uh, I'll continue to do that till, till I, I can't do it anymore. Including the live to be different foundation. Everybody could uh, follow Bubba Wallace on Twitter and Instagram at Bubba Wallace. Best of luck in Martinsville. I know you got to run right now. Let's do this again soon. Always enjoy our chats. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks. Sir. Right back at you. That's Bubba Wallace right here. You can watch it on FS1 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday night. Bubba Wallace here on the Rich Eisen Show. Shut up and drive, right? Hmm. That'd be the version of it? I think so, yeah. One other thing, too. Um, when he said that it's been 10 years since he's at a school and he talked about how long it's been and he's getting older, he said before all that, I know I'm feel like I'm getting old, and I know, you know, in relation to who I'm talking to. <laughs> did he call me old? <sighs> I think I, he did, did you catch that? I, I, <laughs> I got that. I think did he just knows that? that you're older. Older, yeah. Yeah. But not old. But he said, I know in relation to who I'm talking to, well, meaning he, like, he I know, like, by the way, I understand <laughs> he didn't even do with an all due respect. He, he did not he, get he, that. He was, he was, I, I'm not saying he disrespected me. No, he knows that you're older, but he that. also had a, man, I'm getting old. Moment. I know that, but yeah. in relation to who he's talking to... <laughs> well, here's the deal, Rich. Is what he said. Like, he didn't want to offend me right. by saying I'm really old when he knows I'm already really old. There was a lot yeah, sure. there. <laughs> Did you pick up on that, or am I being overly sensitive? Yeah. Both are true. Both, what? yeah. I think it's you know it's another case of a guy who probably watched you back in the day on Sports Center. Yeah, of course. Like we all did, and you know. No, I'm I'm. I think I can't speak for Bubba, but he's 27. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so maybe he didn't. I know. So I know when he's like, I'm getting old. Somebody who's 51. So Rich, when you would say, this, "Come on, you, like you should be your right. 51," but he should leave me to say that. Oh yeah. So well, he took the power. For, he took the power. From no, he didn't take it. I'm not, this is nothing about power, and it's not. I'm not saying he was being disrespectful. It's just for me difficult <laughs> to be just assumed as the old person because I get it at home all the time well, with Rich, my three kids who roll their eyes at me and get upset when I talk to their friends. Just like, hey, so what's going on? Like, because they're afraid Dad, I'm going to stop. Gonna, oh. <laughs> 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 Rich, but you, you do. 
you do frequently come on and say, look, I'm a 51-year-old man. I know that, so, but that's not old. I know, but maybe... Rich, he, shut up. Rich, well, Rich, shut Rich. Up. With all due respect. You are old like I am. <laughs> when you get over 50, we're old. Wasn't Wilford Brimley 51 I mean, yeah, in Cocoon? Oh, I passed the Cocoon line I, I yeah, liked, I mean, like last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're old. Nick Offerman just passed the Cocoon line. I, I I see that on Twitter. There's somebody who tweets out at at, at celebrities when they've passed the Cocoon when line. When you get an AARP. I know, I got one. Got That's no, it. You get a get, card and when yeah, you turn 50. When you turn 50. I know that, but I don't need that. I'm not a retired person. I know, but that's just that's the old, that's a symbol. Like, like inflation. Shouldn't we move that AARP? By the way. You're back. What Bubba Wallace just said was incredibly deep and moving and I introspective. And I, I just made it about me in that yeah. conversation. Nice <laughs> 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 job, Rich. Going to break. <laughs> Daryl Morey, I'll make this about me when we come I mean, back. It'll <laughs> be great. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. All right, let's go to the phone lines right here. Uh, Mike in Orlando, Florida here, here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Mike? Hey, Rich, how you doing? What's going on? Um, I have a suggestion for Del Tufo's new boat's name. Okay. Based on his little snafu, we'll call it, yesterday on Peacock. How about okay. we just go with Batship Crazy and just oh, end the conversation? Oh, he said Batship. He said Ship. ship. He said Ship. I did say Ship. He said Ship. Flip, unlike Del Tufo, like Del Tufo. Did yesterday, but just end the conversation. <laughs> I actually said Ship. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're different. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> I like you know? that. Batship Crazy. Mike, yeah. that is a really good name. Well done, Mike. Thank you that so much. That is a really good I name. I don't hate that. I don't hate that either. 
So there you go. No, but then I'd be thinking about my ex-wife every day. Uh-oh. Oh, I got that's, on a boat. that's true. I mean, that's how you describe her. By the way, you talk about her enough. It seems like she's always on your mind. You're always on my mind. There you go. There's hate. <laughs> Just saying. That's disposition. How long have you been good? divorced? Is it a oh, quarter century now? Oh, this is where 18 years. 18 Se- years. Woo! It's over. Moved on. Right, time to nope. move on. Nope. So were you married when NFL Network began? No, no, no. We were separated at that point. Okay. Yeah. We were already. All right. Because uh, I've only known you one way. I went through way, hell right? the first five years of NFL oh, Network. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm sorry about that. Well, I was all done with the... And here I thought I was, you know, the only guy on the job right there. I was literally, you know, working nonstop. Early Mike's, day, dealing with, Mike's dealing with Early stuff day. over there. Um, so what uh, – Daryl Morey's calling in shortly here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, what uh, what news items did we blow oh, off? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we can get to that now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Essentially here uh, on the News Rich items Show. we blow off. Uh, so Tom Brady, mm-hmm. uh, did you guys see he was at Disneyland yesterday with the, finally doing his yes, thing Yes, saying that there the reason after. why he continues to play is to get free trips to yeah, Disney World. Very, very funny. This is an excellent flex as well as excellent a nice humble flex. brag. Yeah, so then he was on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan. Stray, yes. Great quote, the one that's kind of making the rounds out of this. Uh, he said, when you're in one place for 20 years, you think that's the only way. And I think when you go to a different place, you realize, wow, there's another way that people do things. Mm-hmm. I was the new guy for the first time, and that was a really different experience. A little shot at the Patriot way. It's not a shot at the that's Patriot That's kind of what people way. are reading it into and interpreting that as. Patriot way. It is not a shot at it. The shot... You know, and this is why Tom Brady doesn't do interviews a lot. Yeah, probably. But. You know, because we're just like, oh, God, we're reading into it. Of course, it's a, that's the whole point I was making about the Tom Brady effect in the NFL with all these other quarterbacks is he has shown that one way that he did it had him 20 Super Bowls, I mean, 20 seasons in, and 10 Super Bowl appearances, uh, nine Super nine. Bowl appearances yeah. in, winning six. An incredible amount of success one way. After 20 years, he wanted to try it another way. Or circumstances brought it about where he figured out, like, it's time for me to try it a different way. Now here he is saying, you know, it was, I was new there. And, you know, it's another way of, uh, of doing things. And if he didn't believe in the Patriot way anymore, he thought the Patriot way was no longer the way for him to go anymore, he went down to Tampa. And what's, what's he supposed to say? I'm bringing the Patriot way with me. Bruce Arians, you need to conform to what I'm doing. No, I'm the new guy there. And it was, hey, found a new different way to do it. And if he is passive aggressively trying to flex on like it's not the only way to do it, like it's Bill's way or the highway, maybe you're reading something into it, but it's not like, hey, Stray, come down here while I'm while I'm hanging out with the Mandalorian and <laughs> and uh, you know, while I'm waving around uh, a lightsaber and hanging out with yeah. Moff Gideon and whatever and you know, you come down here and I just wanna I just wanna give a nice little elbow to Belichick and then you can go back home. No, of course. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. Like so that, so but, what he's saying yeah. is it is true. And what he has done has gotten in Roger's skull and Russell Wilson's skull, and you saw it that they already have said maybe there's another way to do it, or I'm going to do it my way. Like, I'm not restructuring, I'm going to go host Jeopardy, I'm going to actually have fun with the guy that's going ahead and saying, Why, why, whose idea was it to kick the field goal in final Jeopardy? You know, Russell Wilson, I want to be protected, it's going to be my way. 
I'm going to stop saying go Hawks for a couple weeks. And now he's back saying go Exactly. Hawks. So yeah. I don't make much out of that, really. All right. All right. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, Brady, is, uh, you've seen other players do this, Gronk, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Brady's launching an NFT platform uh, called Autograph. It's going to bring together some of the biggest names in right. sports, entertainment, and fashion uh, to create unique digital collectibles. So that's cool. Uh, Ian Rapport saying the Jets have received a few phone calls and very little interest for the number two pick. Yeah, what's the, what, what are people going to do? Yeah, it's a pretty hefty gotta price tag. You've got to do yeah. better than what the 49ers did, and the Jets just traded away their quarterback, so you've got to now flip them one. Yeah, pretty big price tag. For them tag. to move out of the, the spot where they can get the quarterback that they, that they really like. So, all right. Uh, you mentioned this pre-show. I'm not sure why it's news, but it, Wes Snead is saying he envisions Matt Stafford being the team's quarterback for five to eight years. So that's awesome. That would put Matthew, you know, in that late 30s, early 40s range here in Los Angeles, which yeah, is cool. You know what? I'm I'm seeing people say, like, this is news just because he's, what, got two years left on a contract, right? Right. And so basically he, saying that, you know, he's going to get an extension here. Why? Well, I mean, faster. the idea is he's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Yeah. He's a better quarterback in the Rams' Sean McVay world than Jared Goff. Jared Goff was apparently, for whatever reason you're hearing, no longer tenable here in Los Angeles <laughs> anymore with Sean McVay. So let's bring Stafford in. He's 32 years of age, right, Matthew Stafford? I think, yeah, I think he'll be 33 when okay. the season Okay, and starts. so we're seeing Tom Brady playing till he's 44, why wouldn't Matthew Stafford have a long tenure here in Los Angeles, California? You did give up all those future firsts just to bring him here. This makes complete and total sense that you're expecting this to be the, the move that works out for everyone. Why would Stafford not want to live out here with his family in Southern California, right? He looks I don't great know if you, in the uniform. I don't know if you've heard. He, he knows Clayton Kershaw for a long time. And I've Kershaw heard, heard that. I've probably heard that. told him about what's going on out here in Southern California and how you can enjoy it. I've heard. Yeah, I'm told yeah. that the Rams draft room, because smoke them if you got them on the first night of the draft, I'm told that you know, you're know you allowed to have one in your own facility if you're vaccinated and all that stuff. Sure. I'm told that their draft room that they'd already planned just in case there was no draft room is out in Malibu overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Great that. time for just like, you know, having a looking good, feeling good, Lewis, you know, Billy Ray moment <laughs> with Matthew with Stafford, you know. I mean, <laughs> why, why, wouldn't he, why wouldn't he stick around? Yeah, why not? Another one of those things where makes total sense. Total sense. A couple of uh, transaction notes. The Bengals released Gio Bernard at his request. He'd oh, been wow. With, been okay. with the team for eight years, running back, been there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And Rich... This name should ring a bell to you. The Cowboys are signing Brian Anger to a one-year deal. Brian Anger. Do you know who Brian Anger is, uh, TJ Jefferson? Is he a special teams guy? He is a special teams guy, but he's the most special of special teams guys. Yes, he is. Do you know who Brian, so do you, know, do you, you don't know the significance of Brian Anger. I know the name. I'm not sure of his significance. Well, Seattle Seahawks fans know who Brian Anger is, as does Jacksonville Jaguar fans. If you want to look that up when he got drafted, Chris Brockman, right now, that would be great if you want to Google that, because <laughs> I, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. But all I know is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the time, you know, might, might have been kicking the tires on a quarterback if you want decided to leave Russell Wilson on the board. 
Third round, if I'm not mistaken, Chris Brockman? I think that was the 20. He was drafted by the Jags in the third round of the 2012 draft. That yeah. is correct. Yep, 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 yep. Decided to leave Russell Wilson on the board, and they the chose 70th overall. Brian pick. Anger, yeah, yeah. 70th overall. And here I was sitting on the set at Radio <laughs> City Music Hall, looking at Mike Mayock and looking at everybody around there. And, you know, it was still in my first decade of hosting an NFL draft on television. Nice. As you know, I'm deep into my second such decade. Nice flex. Settle down just a little bit. There's no reason to. <laughs> so I'm sitting there on the set, and, um, you know, it had been a while of me just sitting there and hearing this team needs this, this team needs that, this team drafts this guy, and that team now is drafting that guy. And what do you think, Mike? What do you think? Analysts. B, C, and D, let's go to, I think it was still Schefter. He might have been gone by then. Ooh, he was gone by then. Yeah, in 2012, he was, he was gone by then. He's been oh, in yeah. ESPN Schefter for almost 10 years. Don't say, oh, yeah, like you know for I a fact did, when that Schefter That was my left. last no, no, draft and Adam, Schefter wasn't there. Yeah, I, I started it in 09 and Schefter wasn't, wasn't yeah, he's there. Gone, huh? yeah, yeah. He was gone, huh? Yeah, he already gone. Come on. So it might have been Lock and Four sitting in the pit? Maybe. Radio City I think Music it was I, two of them. I think it was and Jason. So anyway, and, uh, long story short, yeah. I'm sitting there on the set, and I'm like, I got to inject a little bit of something in here. And I just flipped out, <laughs> saying that punters are people too. Oh, you went nuts. Brian Anger that started was the, the movement. Was the no, movement I started? Remember he that, was the yes. George Washington of the movement. Started the movement. Where I'm like, you know, it's 70th overall pick. Here's a punter. Let's go, Mike. Analyze this. I need to see a punter XO video. I need to see tape. What a tape you got on Brian Anger. And I need the same intensity if this a quarterback just got drafted. Let's go. I pushed the pedal to the metal, and I'm like, punters are people, too. I made up T-shirts. I uh-huh. gave McAfee a T-shirt of punters are people, too, when he was still punting Truth and kicking. Facts. Facts. I showed up in, in, uh, in Indianapolis before Thursday night game. I sought out Pat and gave him a shirt. Who wore one on the set? Ray Lewis? I forgot who wore one on the Ray set. Ray Lewis wore one, I think, after a Ray. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Baltimore. Because I gave one to uh, Sam Cooke. Yeah. Punter. By the way, in Jacksonville's defense, when they when they drafted... There is none. There is none. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. <laughs> they, I, I, they had I just even... signed Chad Henney, so right. it makes sense why yeah. they would pass up no on Russell sure, Wilson. Sure. There is no defense. <laughs> there is no defense. All right, lastly... Uh, uh, from the authorities after this Tiger Woods crash, the authorities out here in California say that speed was the primary factor. Tiger lost control of the vehicle going 83 miles per hour wow. in the 45-mile-per-hour zone. Seven-something in the morning. Wow. I, I read that he was, it was, the, the car was going 75 at impact. Oh, my gosh. He is lucky to be alive. Rory McIlroy said this week that he saw Tiger a couple weeks ago. Said he had dinner at Tiger's house. That's good. Justin Thomas has said the same as well. All right. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll see where uh, Daryl Morey is. Otherwise, we'll finish up this show. Scott Drew, Bobby Lashley, Bubba Wallace, right here on this busy Wednesday. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I was one big happy family. I am going to be interviewing J.J. Watt as part of the Sloan Sports, uh, the sport, a Sloan MIT Sports Business Conference that is going down this weekend. Uh, and a man who actually helps put it together uh, and crafts it as well as he does putting a basketball team together. Daryl Morey, the Philadelphia 76ers here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Daryl? Rich, thanks for having me on. I'm going to rub Scott Drew's head to try and get that championship vibe. So you know what? I I, I had a chat with him. He seems like uh, he's walking on air. Cloud nine, man. That's what it's I'm all about. I'm happy. Yeah, uh, he's he's been. I think he's been at it about 20 years, like me. So it gives me hope. <laughs> Maybe how, this is the year. So. How does a, 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 a an NBA executive like yourself watch March Madness? How do you take it in? Darryl. I mean, I, it, you take it in a little bit like a fan. It's hard not to you get into the drama, especially the close games. But at the same time, you're thinking about your own team and saying, huh, could this guy fit in? Could that guy fit in? And I've found that as, you know, because I've had some good teams and some not as good teams, when when your team's worse, the players in the tournament seem better. And when the, the, the team is better, like we have a great team now, I'm like, well, that guy could never guard Joel Embiid, so I can't use him, you know. So it's, right. it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Well, Joel, how's how's he doing? That that's that is that the world's largest knee brace? I don't know. Did, were you ever around if Yao ever needed one? I mean, that that looks like. I, I've been. What do you think? I've been through a lot of uh, seven footer. You know, and it turns out once you get reached seven feet, things start to not. Uh, evolution didn't anticipate that very well, so <laughs> he generally has some things to deal with. But uh, we're excited. Joel's back. Looks like as good as ever. You know, as he led us to victory versus the Celtics. He, he takes special special joy in beating the Celtics, I found. Well, here you are um, tied uh, best record in the Eastern Conference as you and I are sitting here, uh, Daryl. Um, how well positioned do you think your team is right now for the run that you hope to achieve with Doc and this squad? Very good. I mean, we'd like to hold on to first. Um, I do think the the one seed will probably have a little bit easier of a pass this year, hopefully. Um, that second round being important. And then the home court, I think I think us and Milwaukee and Brooklyn are all pretty evenly matched, as shown by our records. We're all within like a game or so of each other. So it could come down to home court. And, you know, usually comes down to the big studs, you know, Joel and Tobias and Ben for us and the stars on the other teams, who plays the best. And so um, just a couple more questions here before we turn to the uh, 15th annual MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference that uh, I'll be taking part in here 
uh, later on this week is so when you're talking about home court, obviously being not having to travel and certainly the way the conditions are right now, that that's important. But um, is there a conversation about um, if more, you know, we're, we're just a few days away from um, apparently any person over the age uh, of, I guess, 16, depending on the vaccine to get it. Is there a conversation going on in the NBA right now, Daryl, about vaccinating as many players as possible and then maybe having the arenas open up and things becoming a little bit more back to normal in time for the playoffs? Have you already heard that type of conversation? Yeah, no, it's it's great because it's spring and everything's new. And, you know, our arena is at, I think, 20% and uh, probably increasing, hopefully, in the not-too-near future. And, you know, our, uh, our staff and players, uh, the ones that qualify, have been able to get, get the vaccine, um, you know, in, uh, in our area. And, yeah, we're we're moving full speed ahead, and you know it's been been amazing the the rollout, and you know it does feel like things are hopefully going to be closer to normal. I think all of us will always be wary going forward forever in our lives, but closer to normal um, down the road. All right, and have you heard about any pushback maybe from players about getting vaccinated? in the NBA at all, Daryl? Well, I think it's, it's something that's a personal choice for everyone. And I think, uh, you know, the, uh, the majority of our staff and players have, have chosen to do it as my, my sense. President of basketball operations of the Philadelphia 76ers, Daryl Morey here on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, Daryl, I guess, uh, on Thursday, uh, at the, uh, Sloan sports analytics conference, um, I'm going to, I'm going to have at it with JJ Watt. You, you put you and your crack team, put this together. Um, what do you want out of this thing with me and JJ? Well, what are, what are, what are I'd talked to JJ for years okay. to come because obviously he's, he's such a icon and what he's done both on and, and off. And I would turn to you, Rich, you're more of a football expert than me. My sense was that you could argue for JJ Watt being the league MVP for two or three seasons out of his career. So it's pretty Pretty exciting to have him and and what he means and uh, when we when uh, when we when we got him I knew we had to get the best person to talk to him. So no, no, I appreciate that. But my concern you, is so. like my concern is about you know analytics here, Daryl. Um, and I'll be honest with you part part of it is you know this is not my area of expertise. Number one and number two, to be very honest with you, Daryl, I'm concerned that you know once I get through maybe the third. Uh, round of questions I get through you know the first two uh, times through the order of questions I'm going to get removed because you're concerned based on the analytics that I might run out of questions towards the end and I'm I might not be looking over my shoulder the entire time Daryl is that is that part of this don't worry the people who tune in aren't shy well first off you're a professional interviewer so I'm guessing you you could probably do five hours but uh, you're being modest but on top of that, those who, you know, are at the conference and, and, and have a ticket, you know, they're going to be able to chat and submit questions. So you won't be short of questions. It'll be more, uh, it'll be more like you having to, 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 to sift through them. And I'm sure 
you know, we got a pro for a reason. So. Okay, so there's no interview above replacement number. There's no IAR <laughs> or anything like that that I that that's going to be applied to me mid interview, and then all of a sudden I get the hook. Like that's not happening. Is what you're saying? We, we like the Gong Show. That actually, I love that idea, and we're definitely doing that going forward. But we won't do it to you tomorrow. Without you. We wouldn't do that to you. Okay, I'm just. I love the idea of being able to gong off like a, both, a, both a presenter. <laughs> And the moderator. We we've had some panels in the past where uh, where we could do that. One year, one year, one of the panelists gonged themselves off and went full the movie Naked Gun, and after about five minutes, just ran off stage, but left his mic hot as he was yelling through the halls, "Bathroom emergency! Bathroom!" Emergency. Are you serious? What? Who was that? Daryl, who was that? Who was that? It was on the poker panel. It was on the poker panel. So poker so, panel. Yeah. Helmuth. Is Helmuth. <laughs> That's, so don't, uh, don't do that. Don't do it in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, I got to JJ, you take over for a bit. Like, yeah, no, no, like, it's all on Zoom anyway. So, uh, boy, yeah. Yeah, you got Elton Brando up here. How'd that happen? Uh, let me look through other people who are here. Um, Jonathan Kraft. And and Kevin yep. Demoff, so you got some people up the float chart in the NFL. Like, what do you? How did, did you start this from the beginning, or did you come in in the in the first fifteen, or or what's your history with this? Yeah, no, it was it was myself and Jessica Gelman who's at. Uh, speaking of Jonathan Graff, she's uh, worked for the Patriots and the Kraft. Yeah, there she is. Has her own spinoff company called Kager. Uh, she and I started in uh, 2006, and uh, it's gotten bigger gotten bigger every uh, every year so as, as as you know as someone you know seeing the evolution in every sport and, and the nfl even more you know it's just something that keeps getting bigger and bigger and uh um you know i think the the one in the nfl that's that's definitely talked a lot about it the conference in recent years is that people don't understand why anyone runs the ball at all anymore it should just be passes every down essentially so what? Yeah, give me just a real quick. Let's just cross streams here a little bit here. So what? What? What is you know the the number one NFL analytic that you've noticed or is discussed that you've heard being discussed that uh, that you think is going to get bigger and more uh, prevalent? Uh, it, it, the conversation of when to go for two, even if you're up eight, rather than kicking that extra point, or you're down fourteen, you go for two as soon as you get. Your score, forget about momentum. If you miss the two, you're still down eight. You, you know, chasing points and things of that nature. What, what, what about that one? Darryl? Yeah, I think it's, uh, if you don't mind, I'll give a little bit of an overview. So I think the the NBA is like ten years behind baseball. You know, baseball sort of led the charge here, and I think the NFL is about ten years behind the NBA and twenty years behind baseball in terms of incorporating it. In the NFL, the first places where you saw it was in player contracts because the hard cap really forced teams to be, you know, really smart. And obviously the Patriots were one of the one of the teams that was quite a bit ahead in valuing draft picks and things like that. And it's only recently that you've seen it move to on the field. And the past it's not quite the big impact that a three you know, shooting more threes has been in the NBA, but the past just on average, again on average, you still would run. I was joking before, but on average the pass is something that generally leads to a higher point total on per drive, you know, no matter what yard line you well not no matter what, on most yard lines you, you start on. And so that's that's a big one. Just the the slow increase in passing in the NFL is similar to the increase in three point shooting 
in the NBA. And then you get down into the stuff you were talking about, which is really important, the tactical stuff, you know, go on fourth down, go for two, uh, wind onside kick, all that stuff has, has evolved. And, you know, you see teams that are, you know, good amount ahead of other teams on that. I think the Ravens are one of those teams right now. Well, and, and Daryl, um, you know, not to get awkward the day before I'm doing this highly important uh, interview uh, on behalf of your conference uh, with J.J. Watt, but I'm going to do it. I'm still going to go through with it, Daryl, um, despite you know the fact that I have subsequently found out that one of the panels at your conference is entitled Say Goodbye to the 40-Yard Dash, the Future of <laughs> NFL Roster Building. <laughs> Um, I, you know, it's hard not to take it personally. I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> Kevin Clark of the ringers. Uh, thank you for not asking me to, to moderate that panel, but you got, um, you got Nick Casario and Kevin Demoff to talk about this among others. What gives is my just well, overarching question. Well, we didn't question. get approval from your marketing team, but we, the logo for that panel is your iconic logo with a big red <laughs> X through it. You know, so that's, that's oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Other than that, but, but what are yeah, you talking so I'm, about? I'm expecting a letter from your lawyers in, in a few hours. Yes, now, cease so. and desist, Daryl. <laughs> cease and desist. What? A, come on, man. I mean, is that really what's coming for the future of development and putting a roster together in the NFL? The forty-yard dash is history. Well, I haven't been part of the planning for that panel. My guess is what they're focused on is is what are the key drivers for evaluating draft picks and. My my hypothesis is that the Casario and Demoff are going to say that the forty yard dash probably isn't isn't the most indicative, which gives hope for your NFL career, Rich. That <laughs> that uh, you don't that you don't need to bang a good time to to be a, a great draft pick. Yeah. Uh, by the way, your your team has been phenomenal putting this all together. Um, the one thing I just asked is like, just you got to help me out with data and how you want it to be put in there. And I guess for for J.J. Watt, the data that I have is that about herniated discs and torn left pectoral muscles about coming back and what the average is and what the percentage of coming back and all and recovery and full-time recovery. I mean, so so this analytical data actually helps with, with health and safety as well, is what you're saying? Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a big area, and I'm sure you have – See, you have better context in the NFL than I do, so I'm sure. No, don't I'm say sure that. I don't talk. know about that, Daryl. I don't know about that. <laughs> people knock on your you door. Uh, but, well, what everyone really wants is for you to get the real story out of JJ, out of uh, coming out of Houston. So that that'll be uh, that'll be your unique challenge. <laughs> well, I, I will do that the minute you give me the hardened one first. <laughs> <laughs> That is too shy. Uh, yeah. See what I'm saying? I, I can't even conference. say certain words that you just said. Without, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble. Or, I'm so. here to help. I'm here to help and facilitate, and I look forward to tomorrow's <laughs> chat. Um, and I, how can people, you know, see this, get involved, or or knock on the door to see any of this stuff? Yeah, if you go to mitssac.com, MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, so mitssac.com, and get your ticket and. Uh, See J.J. Watt and Mark Cuban and Demoff and everyone you just Cuban. mentioned. But it's, it's a pretty, pretty fun. Uh, going to be a pretty fun year. Well, I so, appreciate yeah. as always. I appreciate being part of your Rolodex. I'll help you out in any way I can, and I look forward to that chat tomorrow. And uh, I appreciate the time today, Daryl. Thanks for the call. Thanks for having me on, Rich. I Maybe. appreciate it. It's Daryl Moore, everybody, president 
of basketball operations of T.J. Jefferson's Philadelphia 76ers. Take that for data. Next time we'll ask Daryl about the analytics of one human being having 19 favorite sports teams. (laughs) Take that for data. And the odds of winning a championship or not having your team win a championship. That tells you that I'm not Despite a bandwagon fan, guys. different teams that they claim is their best Minus favorite. 10, there's nine of them, okay? That was great. So, yeah, I, I, this the information that they oh, gave it's, me. It's incredible. You know, because T.J. Watt, it is about coming back from injury. That's the conversation to have here. Herniated disc. For average person, 5 to 10% recurrence of a herniated disc in future once you've had one. That's a rate is high, significantly higher for elite athletes in high-contact sports. An NFL tackle produces 1,600 pounds of force, which is, I guess, a different oh. way of putting you know that line from uh, Jerry Maguire about the human head size, right? Right. It weighs 8 pounds. Torn left pectoral muscle. Doctors originally said a 3- to 4-month recovery. JJ came back in less than 2. There's all different sorts of analytics. I have no idea how I'm going to incorporate it. Wow. Real quick, going out the door, Rich, we're talking about quarterbacks in the top of the draft. Yes, Justin sir. Fields is going to throw again. Ohio State's holding a second pro day next week on the 14th. Love it. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers will be there. Of course. Great idea. Great idea. I think that's great. Get another round of, like, OMG on your side some buzz and get some teams seeing it. And I love it. Of course, Shanahan's going to show up there. What if they've just totally decided it's Mac Jones? Shanahan's going to show up there saying, you want Justin Fields? Come get him. Come get him. We'll move down to four. Get more. Wow. And get my guy anyway. You know, I'm, I'm not a Niners I'm ser- fan. I'm, ser- I'm serious. Why not? That could be. <laughs> Make people think. You never know what can happen. Oh, the phone rings, and then all of a sudden your world cracks open again. Yep. Plans change, right? They do. Real quick. Plans change. Not Thanks for to long. Scott Drew, Bobby Lashley, Bubba Wallace, and Daryl Morey. That wraps it up for this Wednesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We will see you on our Thursday show on the radio. Back on Peacock to set the stage for everybody on that and brother from another.